0: Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech.
1: <laughs> you are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: We're going to start this thing off right. Raiders! Great to be back with you once again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Always appreciate being your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. And
1: woo!
0: (laughs) what an episode as we come to you today on the heels of a win for the Red Raiders over the Longhorns of the University of Texas. You take them down from United Supermarkets Arena. And Chris, there's a whole lot to process from this one. But most importantly, at the end of the day, you got more points than the crumb bums from Austin did. So another win for Texas Tech. Now two in a row in the Big 12 over top 15 opponents. K-State 12, Texas 6. What do we make of this other than... It sure tastes delicious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> First of all, happy uh, Valentine's Day there. Uh, happy V yeah, Day, so, baby. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, hey, happy have... Valentine's Day, Delcani. <laughs> <laughs> I've dropped the ball with my sweet wife, but as you pointed out to me before we started uh, the show here, it's not over yet. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll try to I'll try to make up for it. Been a little busy in the last couple of days. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, y- you go back to like say. Uh, uh, a week ago, I guess uh, you know, and, and you kind of look up, look at the the outlook for for this two game homestand, and you're thinking you've got to play Oklahoma State last week, which was one of the hottest teams in the Big Twelve. But then you've got Kansas State and Texas, at, you know, home, and and when you lose that Oklahoma State game. Uh, the way that you did I think that there, there's probably more than, than than enough of the fan base and probably us and, and all that to look at that two-game home stretch on paper and go this isn't gonna go well or this is <laughs> it's impossible to try to get wins against these teams if if you can't beat a team that's not as talented in Oklahoma State when you had a chance at the buzzer but um you know and I and I, I don't know if you remember me saying but I I said, if you somehow win these two games because these games are so meaningful on paper, there's going to be, you know, a chance that you start talking about, you know, some craziness with the tournament, this and that. And I'll be damned. Um, (laughs) I'll be damned because we'll talk about this game last night. But if you beat West Virginia on Saturday, Okay. West Virginia, if you look at any bracketology, they are in every one of them, like as a nine or a 10 seed. If you beat them on Saturday, you will have identical records overall record, conference record, identical. If you beat West Virginia on Saturday, they are one game ahead of you at four and nine in the Big 12 Conference. That's how good this league is. And that's what you've just kind of pulled off here in the last couple of uh three or four days because you've essentially beaten what what they would term now as like a three or a four seed in kansas state in the in the tournament and a one or a two seed in the university of texas i mean so this is you know this is you're 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 beating about as good as there is right now in in your league and then around the country with what you've just pulled off with this little two-game winning streak there at home but uh you got a lot of work to do but I can't believe we're having the conversation, man. I mean, seriously, kudos to uh, kudos to them for figuring out a way and, and growing up a bit and, you know, shooting it better, uh, guarding better, all, all that stuff. So uh, just wild, wild couple of days at the arena.
0: And really to me, Chris, I mean, this is one of those games, even though the result feels so wild, it, it was in a way kind of one of the – I don't know, Could I say less wild games? Like, Tech controlled some things. You yeah. extended a lead at one point in time. I mean, you're up by nine at the half. I It was back and forth, don't get me wrong. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, really, the Red Raiders down the stretch kind of kept the Longhorns at, at arm's length to a degree. And that, that was as wild as anything to see, that Tech was really able to just uh, dictate the terms in that way
1: you 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 won this game very similarly to how you won the, say, LSU game a few weeks ago, where you really did control it from the tip. I think I think it, it was one of those nights because you banked in a couple of threes here. I mean, you, <laughs> yeah. you there was a there was a floater by Fardaws from the elbow that he he threw up from his chest. He banked it in kind of from straight away. And they had a lot of shots, they being Texas, that just rattled in and out, you know. And so that's the beauty of sports sometimes, man. You're just not sure, you know, sometimes it doesn't always follow the script. And it just appeared that you, you caught some breaks. I didn't think you got exactly the best whistle down the stretch, but it didn't really matter. You never really got anybody in foul trouble. And you just never really let them get over the hump. I mean, there was a chance when they cut it, you know, to four and, and, and the one there at the very end that you thought if they ever take the lead in this moment, you may never get it back, but they really yeah. never did. And then before you know it, you're building that lead to five and then to seven. Uh, but it was, <clears throat> you know, and it, it, it was just, uh, one of those nights for a guy like Davion Harmon and it didn't like finish you know, the way it started. Uh, in in that he hits a huge basket at the end really to seal the game but the 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 bulk of the second half I mean he was held in check I mean they were basically doubling him every time off the pick and roll and trapping that ball screen and in the first half though he just kind of he just was feeling it I don't know any other way else to describe it I mean it was just everything he threw up going in I mean the, the the shot at the end of the half just makes no sense. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it just makes no sense at all. Not a good shot. It's desperation. You don't get exactly what you want, and it just hits nothing but uh, nothing but the net. And so, you, you're just thinking to yourself, kind of like remember Michael Jordan way back in the day when he just did the shoulder shrug or like kind of walk by and like I, I don't know, I, I can't explain it, but that was. And, and here's the crazy thing: Jeff Paxton and I were sitting there talking because last week in Stillwater, Bryce Thompson. Okay, for Oklahoma State, has the same half. Everything he throws up goes in. He has 21 points at the half. We talked about his career high, 23 points. You know how many points he scored in the second half? Zero. He (laughs) he had 21 in the first half. That's how he finishes the game. And I thought, oh, man, please don't tell me we're going to see the same movie here. But he only gets four points in the second half, but they were monstrous uh, because – that that twenty fourth and twenty fifth point essentially, I think, puts the game away and ices it for you.
0: I mean, just an amazing effort from Davion Harmon. I think there was one point in the first half where uh, he had like an eight or nine zero oh run himself. I mean, it's just incredible, Chris. And some of the shots that are falling, you know, from beyond the arc or wherever they may be, I, I'm just attributing that to. Um, that, that's your reward whenever you so relentlessly attack the rim. And most of those he was finishing too, by the way. But I, the guy is just so tenacious. I think about you when I'm watching him in transition every time now because of the high praise you've given him as a transition basketball player this year. And that was once again on display from the USA. But, uh, man, what are the better 20-minute uh, spans that, that I can remember in recent history for an individual red raider but uh obviously it took the team man you, you had to have everybody pulling in the same direction beyond davion Harmon, let's get to the heroes uh, in the uniforms who else is standing out to you who else was really filling that gap and, and making things click but first today's episode brought to you by built bar you're looking for a delicious treat but you're not looking for all the fat all the calories i got what you need it's built bar what makes them so good for starters Covered in 100% real chocolate. You got it. Real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, or coconut almond. Not sure how they do it, but they taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better, they're good for you. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Even better now. Not only can you get them at BuiltBar.com, but you can get them. At your nearest Walmart, your nearest Sam's Club. Get there today and get in on something that tastes great and is great for you. You can thank me later after you've tried your first
1: built bar. Who else is standing out to you? Who else is really filling that
0: gap and, and making things
1: click? Yeah, you. Well, and you know, one more thing on Harmon too. When you mentioned the the half that he had, and you consider the opponent and you consider, you know, some of the injury situations with your team, it, it's extremely uh, impressive. And I think there's times when Davion kind of people get a bit frustrated with, with maybe how much he dribbles or is he forcing it up a little bit. But but this, is, this was kind of the payoff is that this was when he was kind of feeling it and, and it didn't really feel forced. But that's how it feels when the shots go in. But I just uh, – because you weren't necessarily running offense to get these shots. He's just kind of – you know, do, doing his thing. And this is a – I mean, this is a really good Texas team. This is a, a fifth in the net ranking. I mean, again, a one or a two seed. I mean, they already eclipsed the 20-win mark. And they had just hammered West Virginia two days before by 30-plus. It was a joke of a game. And yet, Davion Harmon just just says, what well, wakes up yesterday when his feet hits the floor, and it was like horns down for life, I guess. I don't know what, what he was thinking. But, uh, um, you know – I, I would say that I, I I went into that game last night, and you thought that okay, because Lamar Washington I thought was huge versus Kansas State. I thought you you really needed everything he gave you. He made a couple of threes, he facilitated a bit, he he just scored for you, and I thought you needed that. And so I'm kind of looking to him. Then he they decided he's going to bring him off the bench, and I'm looking at a guy like that to say. You're going to – you know, Texas averages 80 a game. They're one of the best offenses in the country. They're very skilled everywhere. And so I thought, okay, how, how could you – very similar to Kansas State. So how do you – where's the bench production? How, how do you have somebody else that steps up? You you, you feel like you're going to get something from uh, Jalen Tyson, uh, Davion Harmon, and Kevin O'Banner. But who's the other guy? And it and it just wasn't really Lamar or Kerwin Walton. Demorion Williams did, did help you a bit, but it was – it was really big maple. I mean, the, uh, I, I thought I thought what he did, you know, facilitating really uh, is they try to take the ball out of Davion Harmon's hands, and so they start trapping that ball screen, and then it's Fardaws who ends up with the ball, and he's like gets to to, to, to be the dime dropper uh, to guys like Kevin O'Banner, and he scored some with putbacks, uh, you know, the the, the chest pass up to the rim that went in. I mean, all, all that stuff, but I thought his. His night, this was the best night he's had as a as a Red Raider, and he's had two really good games against Texas. Because if we remember back to the first time, that was the first game he played uh, as a Red Raider was versus Texas in Austin. He went for twelve and five and played twenty nine minutes that night, and we weren't even sure he was going to be able to give you more than a couple. Uh, but last night he starts and gets up, uh, picks up a couple of early fouls, but he he was just had a had a huge night. So I would really point to. To him is like who else really helped you and and had a big uh, factor into how you pulled this thing off.
0: Yeah, and come on, man, chest pass. I mean, to the that was a, that was just a nice little t- I, I When that yeah. shot went in from Amac, <laughs> I'm thinking, yes, he absolutely meant to do it exactly like that. Which is go ball go. But
1: it's the weirdest thing. It's like it he, he, it's like he shoots it from like underneath his chin, like it but it's like 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 when dry. he should be shooting a jump shot, yeah. but it, it I, I don't know. And he, he's an enormous individual, you know? And so that's, what's so weird is like that ball looks like a raisin in his hand. And he's just like, <laughs> you know what? I'll just, you know, flip, flip that thing up. But man, if he can just get into better shape and if you can get into a rhythm here, you really put yourself in a chance to, to, to be a pain in the ass for a lot of these teams down the stretch. And, You know, Pop running on and off the floor last night. Hear hear what I said. Running on and off the floor last night. So, maybe he's not too far off from from being back, too. So, I don't know. (laughs) Now, don't get my hopes up too high just
0: yet on what's still to come for Texas Tech. But, man, what an effort. And I guess I would say, Chris, that really statistically, if you told me prior to the game, hey – Harmon 25, O'Banner 19, AMAC 12. Those are your double digit scores. And not only are those your only double digit scores, but nobody else is going to be close to double digits. I mean, you got five from Tyson, five from Williams, four from Fisher, four from Jennings. That's it. If you would have told me statistically prior to the game that that is your output, I doubt I'm picking you to win this game. Like, I guess I would have thought, hey, if you're going to upset number six, the recipe is going to be this, this, this among the starting lineup. That's great. But your bench production is going to be big. You're going to get some big this or that here or there. And obviously, you had some big buckets from guys like Williams or even Fisher, by the way, who has joined the race as someone who looks like he belongs. I just – I wouldn't have told you that not only are you winning the game, but for all intents and purposes, you're controlling the game when the scoring really was so uh, – it just focused in on three guys, right? I mean, you had you had big nights from those guys, thank God. But otherwise, you know, it wasn't like some big explosion offensively elsewhere. I'm a little surprised that you were able to pull it off uh, when you got so such minimal offensive production uh, from the bench or from some others in the starting lineup.
1: And, and you know what? I, I think to, to simplify – what you pulled off here, I think it has, it, it, it's large in part to how well you're guarding now. You know, I think that you held, held them to 39%, you hold them to 67 points. And so basically you kind of, here's the craziest thing. What what you mentioned is, is extremely valid and like, okay, I would have thought you would have needed a bit more from, from an offensive output. But here's the crazy thing. If I tell you before this game starts you're going to force Texas into six turnovers. You like your chances, <laughs> because I don't I'm much. Yeah, I, I, I. In fact, I'm thinking like I've seen that movie before. That was Baylor when they came in here and only turned it over three times. And you know, I mean, I, I just but but yet yet you you offset that because of how well you crushed them on the glass. Uh, I thought you know the rebounding battle really was kind of the difference for you because they didn't get any second chances. I think you had, ha- you know, high hands and just really, you know, forced some tough shots, uh, and, and, and they just they just didn't go in. Uh, a lot of them didn't. And I'll tell you, you know, I, I, I do have high praise for Davion Harmon, but I, I think we saw the two best players in transition in the Big 12 Conference, bar none, and, and Marcus Carr and, and Davion Harmon kind of going back back and forth. Uh, last night, because Marcus Carr is exceptional. Because I mean, they're they're face guarding him. They are. I mean, he's got a lot of defensive atti- attention, and he still ends up with. Uh, let me make sure here: twenty three points, five threes. I mean, he still got his. And like you, you, you were purposely trying to take him out of the game, and yet he he's just that good. But I thought on the break he was phenomenal. But I just thought overall, though, you guarded better, it, it, and so I. I I, I talked to uh, Al Pinkins in the locker room after the game, and so I, I said, can you explain to me really simply how how you just pulled that off? And he and he said that, he goes, we held him to 67 points. We're starting to, to guard better. He goes, and we shot it better. We were 50% from three. He goes... Pretty simple, uh, you know, formula there. And I'm like, well, you know, sometimes <laughs> sports are there. I mean, you 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 play better defense and you shoot it better, you know, the end. You know, but that's kind of what sums <laughs> it up. I mean, because, again, averaging 80 points a game coming in and you hold them to 67. And, and again, Brock Cunningham always hits those shots that, 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 that just uh, break your back. He couldn't get one to fall. Uh, S- Sabari Rice, who lit you up for 18 in Austin and eight quick points in the first half. He kind of got in foul trouble and just kind of was a non-factor in the second half. So it was just kind of I don't know. It was it was a weird vibe last night, but it just felt like everything kind of somewhat went your way, and maybe you caught some breaks finally. You know that that's that's also sometimes how it works. We've had a lot of bad ones, man, but it, not not this night. Well,
0: I got to admit, I didn't feel like we were catching many breaks watching Terry Oglesby, Ron Groover, and John Higgins just uh, <laughs> say "Thank you, sir. May I have another?" to the University of Texas uh mr highlighting the hair referee you gotta go man bum 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 these dudes some of the most perplexing whistles or non-whistles that i can recall and you know when you're taking on the university of texas uh you've got the world against you from an officiating standpoint i was sitting by someone at the usa chris that was having a conversation with the guy behind me and uh this woman was saying well we got the three refs that don't like us and that guy said I thought none of them liked us. <laughs> I thought, yeah, that's the right answer. I don't know if it's just these three or just all of them don't like us. Uh, but those guys in any industry that you worked in, if you put on a performance like that, be fired today. So Terry Oglesby, Ron Gruber, John Higgins, you're fired according to Locked On at Texas Tech. Hit the road, Jack! Defensive intensity. There is no doubt that to me, Chris, it was on another level. And I don't know, you know how long you're going to string this together. I don't know if I don't know what has changed and I don't really want to say necessarily that the intensity hadn't been there in some other games because I do feel like this has been a team that has really competed and has given some great effort. I don't know if it's just Texas on the other bench, you know, being in your house and fired up if it's just having a number six team on the other bench or what, but there's no doubt my eyes were telling me last night that the defensive level of intensity and urgency uh, was cranked up a notch. Did you feel that way? But first, today's episode brought to you by America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel. And now's the perfect time to download FanDuel because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app right now. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores. Three-pointers, whatever you got. If basketball is your thing, college hoops on and popping. Midway point of the NBA season now in the rear view. And we're looking ahead to March Madness just around the corner. So get in with FanDuel today. Download it right now and get hooked up as a new customer with the no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with that good old same-game Mm. so don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks and bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more and make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba but there's no doubt my eyes were telling me last night that, that the defensive level of intensity and urgency uh was cranked up a notch did you feel that way
1: yeah, I, I I think they just kind of, you know, and, and again, at, at home, uh, and again, when some sh- shots start to fall, sorry if I'm, I'm getting all tongue twisted there. If, if they start to fall, I think that that certainly helps you uh, play play defense in front of a crowd like that. But I think they're starting to grasp maybe more of what Mark wants. Um, I think you, you kind of see them selling out. The, the one part that makes me nervous, and this is where Fardos comes in, it really makes me uh, – it's a tough ask, first of all, but it makes me uncomfortable watching Fardoz get switched off onto some of the best guards in the sport at this level and having to guard them 20 feet from the basket. I mean, that, that, that is – it puts him in a bind. And I thought Texas kind of – that was the one part where I thought Texas kind of had their way with you a little bit because he either commits a foul or he just lets somebody go by – uh, but I, I just thought you 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 seemed connected. You seemed like you were, you know, really locked in. And and you're right. I thought the defensive intensity was there. And I thought you know even even some of the shots that the, that they made, you know, they were contested. Texas did a good job of being patient at times and really kind of working the ball around and moving your defense. And then they would get it to the high post and then dump it in near the block and. You know, it, but but those were even some of the shots that they ended up missing, like some of that mid-range uh, in the paint stuff uh, that I thought, man, it's a pretty good look near the bucket. But I just thought you again, you're moving and you're very active, and and that's why like having at least Far in there. If Bacho couldn't play, you have to have some length around the basket. You just have to have some size in there because it's again, it's a lot to ask uh, Robert Jennings to, to fill the void there as a, as a young freshman. Because you could tell at the beginning of that game. These freshmen hadn't really played in front of a crowd similar to this one. Just it's a bit of a different intensity and vibe. And I, I you know, Robert Jennings kind of has a moment. Elijah Fisher misses an easy shot. You just get really revved up. You can't explain it. And, and, but I thought, you know, again, they're growing from these experiences. Uh, and, but I thought defensively is where they won this game ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. No
0: doubt. Elijah Fisher, uh, I thought really was, um, was noticeable in some different moments, uh, not looking like a guy that I guess would be what's still a senior in high school. <laughs> I yeah, think at this point in time, yeah. would still be in his final semester of high school as we speak. Um, Chris, I, I mean, what do you have? Four points, five rebounds, no turnovers. You yeah, know? and he—he's
1: a pup. He's a baby. I mean, well, he's I a, like
0: seeing him yeah. look for look for opportunities. You know, yeah. I, I thought he was playing with some confidence. I guess is what I would say it looked like.
1: Yeah, he, he's 17 years old, basically. I mean, okay, he, he's supposed to be going to prom, and instead, he's playing in front of a, a a near capacity crowd against one of the best teams in college basketball, and he's helping them pull off the upset. But that's where, you know, with this, it's been painful uh, to this point. You're still three and 10 in the Big 12, okay? So nobody is happy with that. But if, if you can get through some of these going, because I said that to you yesterday in that, you really see the progress when you get a result uh, and win a game. That's where you see the yeah. progress of some of these kids taking these steps. And you just hope there's a payoff here. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know, have any idea what this roster or coaching staff or anything, what it's going to look like uh, in the offseason and all that. But you, you are seeing some progress from some of these, these younger players. And, again, the way it used to work is it's like, I mean – Texas Tech would have been a like a trendy kind of pick, you know, in, in the next coming years because of this young nucleus. But they all would have for sure stayed. But you just don't know what you're going to get uh, from that standpoint. Uh, but, yeah, I, it's been fun watching some of these guys kind of slowly figure it out. The, the problem is, is consistency. Yep. Lamar Washington is a, a great example. Worst game maybe is as a, as a Red Raider versus uh, Oklahoma State. Maybe best game is a Red Raider versus Kansas State. Then it's it's kind of back to, you know, he had a couple of assists, you know, against uh, Texas and doesn't score a ton, but just wasn't too much of a, of a factor. But that's how hard the sport is. And, again, he uh, he's being asked to do a lot. Uh, yeah, Washington had five
0: of your 12 turnovers, Chris, and I'm really yeah. kind of blown away by your turnover number even at 12, or if you take those five away from one guy, I mean, good grief. Think of where we've come from this season, where you spent the majority of, say, your non-conference schedule and obviously some of the Big 12 as well. Those numbers have been sky high, but somehow you found a way uh, to clean it up a little. And I don't really know exactly uh, what to make of what we've seen over the last two games as it pertains to a bigger picture. I'm not even going to utter the word to 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 to, to, to turn them, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say the word, so I don't know what it means. But I know if you continue to string together wins in the Big Twelve conferences, you have alluded to, you're getting quality wins, and now you uh, hit the road for what is typically a tough road trip uh, to take on the West Virginia Mountaineers uh, coming up in a few days.
1: Yeah. So, so here, here's the reality. We'll just set the scene for big picture at this point, point. Uh, and I don't want to forget to mention that. Texas will be back here next year, okay? I, I was able to kind of confirm that they are your partner. like I, they gave every school like a uh, like a we're gonna make sure that that rivalry or whatever, at least for next year from a basketball standpoint is in place. So you'll get a home and home with Texas next year. I know we speculated on that in the in the last couple of shows. Uh, so I wanted to make sure that I, I made that clear that Texas will, in fact, you know, give you at least one more trip to to Lubbock, Texas. So you'll get one more game with these guys. Who the heck knows who will be coaching them, uh, whether it be Rodney Terry or somebody new. But as far as big picture goes, you essentially have six games left on paper. Um, and four of them are away from your building. So that's the scary part. Because oh, if you're going to, Play yourself into any sort of conversation here. You're going to have to pull off uh, some some wins away from uh, from Lubbock here, and all three of your conference wins to this point have been in your building. So yeah. you're going to have to do something you haven't done yet, and you've got back to back road trips coming up. Uh, because I, I would say I would say this: you're going to go to Morgantown. Okay, they're going to be in a great mood. Bob Huggins is going to have really a lot of fun with his team because they just got their ass kicked by Texas. Then they just got worked over by Baylor. They were in Texas for kind of that that two-game trip, so they just stayed here, kind of a lengthy road trip. So yeah, they'll be in a great mood uh, all week. I'm sure he'll he'll be really nice to his guys, uh, <laughs> and they'll they'll be they'll be real friendly and kind of waiting with open arms when you show up on Saturday at the old Coliseum. <laughs> so don't don't know what I'm getting into there. But then then the the one after early next week is a game in Norman, and this is the now the last place team in the conference, and it's it's a game that you can absolutely win. And I would say if you have any chance. At what you're trying to do outside of winning the Big 12 tournament, that's probably one that you really have to have. If yeah. it's if you don't get West, you probably have to have one or the other. I mean, to to, to have any any kind of uh, shot at this deal, and then you got to win some home games here. So I don't know because I, I guess I'm crawfishing on what i had originally said, Cowan, in that based on the data that's out there. And based on what I've seen with, with how they're projecting these teams it begin because of the strength of the big 12. If you go, uh, if you go four and two over these last six, or even if you finish the regular season at three and two, that puts you at 17 and 14 overall. But again, that, that, With that, your 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 data or or your net ranking and everything is gonna be pretty stout. I mean, it it just is. So, I mean, and and that could make you what, like six and twelve, maybe in the in the league race, if that's what you you know finish up, or maybe even five and uh, what would that be, five and thirteen? I mean, what's it's just bizarre to even even speculate or or you know talk because it seems makes no sense at all. But I'm looking at West Virginia at four and nine in the Big 12, and they're like a nine or a 10 seed in this deal. But that's, <laughs> right. that's how good the Big 12 is.
0: Yeah, I, I think this is really going to be uh, quite the test for tech coming up when they hit the road to go to Morgantown because you're not taking on a ranked opponent. You're taking on an opponent that's been getting waxed recently, like you said, or we're pointing to there. And you're not taking on, you know, anybody that you got any particular rivalry or, or um, unusual distaste for, and so this is really a, you know, gut check type of game. I know I've said that in a lot of different ways this season, but in a different way, uh, you're going to get that on the road after you take down a couple of ranked opponents uh, in your building. And for all the context that you just pointed to there with Bob Huggins, now can Texas Tech going? Uh, show up there and and string something together even further uh, against the Mountaineers. Can't wait to find out, and man, what an effort from Mark Adams and his team. Love to see uh, what we saw on the floor. It was an incredible night at United Supermarkets Arena, and I just hope somewhere, somehow, Christel Conti is spending Valentine's Day alone in a McDonald's, preferably in Plainview, Texas. Egg McMuffins for everybody,
1: man. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Woo! Happy Valentine's yeah. Day, Chris. Man. And,
1: and I and I uh, I talked to a lot of those guys. Uh, I, I knew a lot of those guys that are still on that staff. Uh, Coach Donald Wald, Coach Ogden, uh, Coach John Riley, man. And, and there's some good people. Uh, yeah, they work for the wrong team, but there's some good people there that, well, they're not sure what their future holds. Uh, and it that's the that's the sad part about what happened with, with Chris Beard because they they've had a phenomenal season, but they could get all just like wiped out uh, based on what. Dokani or the higher-ups decide to do. uh, And they know they've got to have a really good march to have any shot for Coach Terry to to keep that job. But, uh, yeah, man, the the Red Raiders were were better. And that's – I think I did see this too. I I wouldn't have guessed this, but they have not swept you since 2014 and 15. Mm Because there was a time here where you just simply couldn't beat these guys. I mean, Rick Barnes at one point was like – Twenty-eight and two against you. I mean, it was embarrassing, uh, and 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 all of a sudden the 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 you know it, it's flipped now. And I think you're you know you've beat them three out of the last four. Uh, you you were, I think like coming into last night you'd beat them nine out of the last twelve. I mean, so you're really starting to have some success uh, against them, Tubby and, and Beard, and and now uh, Coach Adams. So, anyway, crazy stuff because they're you know again I, I I don't like saying it, but they are. They are really good, but uh, they weren't. They weren't better than you last night. And of course, that
0: you know that that really makes sense as to why Texas would want to take their ball and go home and go destroy another <laughs> league. Whenever you're being beaten that regularly uh, by a program that has less than half of your athletics department's budget and/or revenue, that's got to feel great. And it is a little bit regrettable. I'm glad that you uh, confirmed there that we're going to get another visit from the Longhorns because I was thinking at the end of it for any hope. Uh, that you're going to continue to play these series. Well, you made a grave mistake. The same one that you did with uh, the Aggies. You just taxed that ass, and they take their ball, they go home. (laughs) Unfortunately, you did it to the Longhorns. So we'll have to see what comes up, uh, I guess, maybe down the road in the future. But as for now, you got to win. And yeah, to Ogden and Riley and all those guys, I'm just tore up about your uncertain future. You can tell how sad we all are uh, in West Texas to see you guys hanging so precariously. Thoughts? and prayers Chris can't wait to get back at it uh we'll get back to hoops later in the week of course as we get ready for that road trip to Morgantown what a night at United Supermarkets Arena as the Red Raiders take down the Longhorns man thanks for the time and the inside as always
1: yeah man keep hope alive everybody There we go. That's a little
0: easier to process today for some reason. (laughs) All right. Thanks for making us your first listen, of course, on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. And we hope that you'll make Locked On College Basketball your second listen, your one-stop college hoops shop right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. That's Locked On College Basketball for your second listen. For Chris Level, I'm KC Cowan. Hope you have a great one. We'll see you on the other side on Locked On Texas Tech.